Here at VFTN, we're all about the smooth moves. Whether it's a Joe Rawls through ball or a Shawnee Moz celebration, we simply love it when things run smooth. And that's why we're big fans of the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. We've been using their lawnmower shaver now for the past few weeks, and let me tell you, it's as smooth as Robert Earnshaw's head down there. I've been using razors and scissors to keep myself trimmed down below, but this device changes the game. Whether it's your plums, your armpits, or your chest, the lawnmower's skin-safe technology leaves you smooth and clean without any risks of bumps or nicks. And when you're done, you can use their Crop Preserver deodorant to keep things feeling super fresh down there. It's a game changer. I never knew I needed it, and now I can't live without it. And for our view from the Ninian listeners, we've teamed up with Manscaped to offer you 20% off their Performance Package 4.0. Not only do you get the Lawnmower 4.0 shaver and the Crop Preserver deodorant, but you also get the Weed Whacker. For those of you out there with that excess nose and ear hair, we see you. And a refreshing Crop Reviver tonic. You'll also get a pair of Manscaped boxes thrown in, as well as a bag to keep all your bits in. It's simply not to be missed. To get your hands on the very best in male grooming, head over to uk.manscaped.com and select the Performance Package 4.0. And at the checkout, use the code VFT Ninian for 20% off your purchase. That's VFT Ninian for 20% off your purchase. Trust us, your balls will thank you. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty, but they like to talk about Cardiff City. It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny and not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny. Another week, another loss to Cardiff City. This time, a 1-0 loss to Blackburn Rovers at home, which none of us could watch. Locked out of the ground, locked out the club website, the streaming facilities went to shit and so did the team. Joining me as always to dissect this week's result is Ben Price. Ben Price, you've had too much taken off your beard there. I have. I quite like it though. But yeah, I didn't really, I forgot my chin was a lot further up my face than it is. Yeah, your chin's abnormally high, isn't it? It's actually above your nose. It is, yeah. Yeah, which is quite weird for anyone who's ever met you. And um, also joining me as always is Tom Phillips. Tom, your chin is in a normal place. Yeah, both of them. Three of them. Oh, yeah, all three. Uh, <laughs> I went south. I took one up as well, didn't you? Well, I, I almost had four of them. <laughs> Probably five chins. Thanks, mate. That's all right. That's all right. Um, I would say let's start with the Blackburn game, Ben, um, which we will do because it's obviously the only place to start. But um, what went wrong? Um, we lost the game and none of us could watch it. Yeah, it's a bit of a shambles, really, isn't it? It's, well, I suck like it worse now. It's a fucking shit show by the club. And their yeah. lack of acknowledgement of it is even more of a problem, which I think yeah. sets the tone of the club at the moment. Yeah, let's, we can talk about the lack of acknowledgement. We talk about the lack of kind of culpability from 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 their regard. But look, you like me, um, Saturday the game was at twelve thirty. They moved it so they could specifically show it on the stream because obviously previously it was at three o'clock. They charged everyone an extra tenner to watch it. They didn't give season ticket holders free access. Everyone had to pay ten pounds to watch it, and then come sort of quarter to three, three o'clock. Oh no, sorry. It wasn't a three o'clock kickoff. That was a normal time. Quarter, uh, quarter past 12, 12.30 when everyone went to log in. No one could log in, Ben. I, I think I had the same experience as you. I it, it, it wouldn't let me log in. Then it said my login details didn't exist. Um, I, it was shambolic, wasn't it? It was embarrassing. It worries me. What this? If it was like the first time we've streamed a game, yeah. I think like you go, all right, it's a bit of a shit show, but we'll let them off. It was a season and a half we had of like no crowds. We should be good and at this. It should be just straightforward. It should be an easy, right? Press this button, jobs are good. And but I'm not being funny. Like Rogerson, who I played for, we're getting a camera in May that enables us to stream live games. 
Roger Stone, we're shit. Like, it's just a bunch of idiots doing it. And they've got the ability to stream using a camera online and it'll be able to do it anywhere in the world, not a problem. But a professional football club can't manage that. Tom, um, it's not the first time the streaming has been criticised, but this is probably uh, a bit of a, a nadir in the moment. And I put a tweet out while I was trying to access the game. I said something like like this tweet, if you can't get access to the game, it had something like 200 likes. Uh, the likes were going up by you know, 10 or 15 a, a minute, maybe even, even quicker than that. Why can't the club get this sort of stuff right, Tom? It, I don't know. It does baffle me. And I think I, we don't know what the issue is, right? But... It's the lack of acknowledgement is the real issue here. Like there, there could be many factors at play. It might not be down to the club. It might be up to someone else. It probably is down to the club. I'm being a bit nice here. But like, why have they not just apologised for it? Why haven't they said the refunding, at least partial refund? But there's been absolutely nothing. And that should be instant. It doesn't take long to put a tweet down and say, oh, I apologise for the, you know, I, the cut, I, I, cut down stream. Like it's just, it's absolutely baffling. And like you said earlier, it's the fact that they moved the time of the game so people could watch it and then fucked it up. It's like <laughs> it's absolutely baffling. So from what bad. from what I remember on Saturday, I think there was a tweet around ten minutes into the game saying that we 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 acknowledge that there's people are having trouble to log in. I saw someone suggested it might have been a problem with iFollow, um, but for me it was it was purely uh, it was it was purely an issue getting into the website. So yeah, twenty minutes in fact it took took them to acknowledge that there's a problem with people getting into the website. We're sorry for any any inconvenience caused. I saw people within the comments there, Ben, saying try a different browser, try this, try that. Um, it's it's not good enough, is it, Ben? At a no, time where fans are. Locked out of the game. There was, as Tom said, they moved it to twelve thirty to be able to show it. We only had one option to show it because they didn't put it on Sky. They didn't put it on the bonus stream on the red button. Um, we had one option to watch it, and as far as I can see, most people missed probably thirty to forty minutes of the game. Some people didn't even get in till I think fifty minutes into the second half, and they still expected people to pay a tenner for it. Yeah, it's just it's not on at all. It was a cash grab by the club anyway to move it to a half past twelve kickoff. The club didn't so need to not, do that. In, in, no, in fairness, it's well, not I know I know, they I know have they to put it at 12.30 because they can't show games at three o'clock. But yeah, they didn't have to do it then. I mean, they didn't have to move it, then charge people an extra tenner. They could have moved the it, then yeah. gone, all right, you can watch it. But instead of offering £10 off next year's season ticket, which I think is just not a good enough option anyway. But at a time when the club's struggling, you need in fans on side and sort of you're wanting to build up that goodwill. It's just, it's just, the club in a nutshell, everything about this whole scenario is just poorly, poorly organised, poorly handled and no communications with the fans afterwards. It just sums the club up, the club up to like a T. This is like we all know some of the people that work there. They're really talented people. But there's other people in that club that are holding it back and really, really causing problems. And it's going to piss a few off because a few of them will listen to this and they'll start coming back at us and say, stop causing problems. They don't like it. We didn't get invited to fans forums because we criticised them before. It's what some of those people at the club do. And that, again, sums them up. The higher-ups at that club that really, really need to change and fucking sort their ideas out. Because the club's a shit, a shit street. You start pissing the fans off like they've done already, it's going to get even worse because the club is in a right mess right now. Yeah, like it's ticketing as well. Like it's, This isn't the first... It's not just streaming. There's been people who, are, who should have had tickets for games who haven't had them. People getting them who shouldn't have had tickets. tickets. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And we've had the same thing saying, like, details don't exist. <laughs> 
Or like I accidentally, I got charged twice for a membership beginning of the season. I still haven't had the money back from them because they said I couldn't prove it. I sent them screenshots. And it's just, it's just constant. It's just taking money from fans where they shouldn't be taking money and just letting people down. And it, it isn't good enough. Like we've been in the Premier League. It's not like we've flown up to the divisions and suddenly, you know, we're trying to keep up with the championship level of clubs around us. We've been there for donkey's years now and we've been at the highest level and we still can't handle this. It's it's just so annoying. But you can build, the- right? If, if you fuck up, you can build up goodwill that way. Like we've all been, like we all work in industry, like marketing, we know like, that things go wrong. You can do just as much good to be a brand if you acknowledge yeah. it and sort of handle yeah. it well as if you handle it and you'd even worse than if you handle it poorly. It's a case of like, it's just constant problems with this club. And we all know it's just, Nothing's going to get done about it. That's the bit that really, really frustrates me. It's sort of my patience is really wearing thin with this club at the moment. And it's, yeah, not, really mean, on the, it's not on the pitch stuff that's making me wear thin. It's my love and hassle for the club. That's it's sort the of admin, isn't it? There's so much extra admin with supporting this club at the moment. Like, I, I think I said it with the Luton game, when we were trying to get tickets for Luton away. They're obviously, small, small allocation. I qualified for the second round of sales because I think they've been to three away games. Went to go and buy a ticket on that day. They went on sale five minutes early. They're meant to go on sale at 10 o'clock. They went on sale a few minutes early, so people got the tickets before everyone else could. Yeah. When I tried to buy my ticket, it said I'd already bought a ticket, even though I clearly hadn't. And by the time I rectified the fact that I hadn't bought a ticket and cleared my cash and all that kind of stuff, the tickets are sold out. And you just sit there and it's like, what am I even trying to do here? I'm trying to spend money with this club, and they, they're trying to make it so difficult and so impossible. And, like, you know, I'm not being dramatic when I think about Saturday. I, could, I got in about 40 minutes into that first half, and I was like, right, I can buy my ticket now and watch the rest of this game. I'm not paying £10 for 50 minutes of shit football. We're already 1-0 down at that point. Where's the incentive? It's kind of just... And, and, and you say, Ben, we, you know, we talk about the acknowledgement. You mentioned it at the start. We're, we're almost two days, got, two days on from the Saturday game. And there's, not, there's been a few tweets saying we're aware of a problem at the moment. They've not acknowledged it on the website. They haven't emailed people who bought passes, as far as I'm aware, and said, sorry, we made a mistake. Here's your money back. They haven't done anything. They just kind of let, let it go silently. And it just shows the contempt they have for the fans. That's exactly it. It's a lack. It's just a lack of respect for the fans at a time where sort of they should be really working hard to build this up and say, "Look, come on, let's all work together. Let's get the club through this." They're just doing anything and everything they can to piss off fans, and it's just ridiculous. It's really just beyond. Like you, the club's been on this all season. When they change the reward system, go from city cash. To this mm-hmm. Bluebirds reward thing. They never really explained what the Bluebirds reward thing was. They just said, you're not getting any money no, back I, or sh- everything's full price now. I've then, got a prepaid debit card thing. I don't even know what it's for. But then the crypto. It just the appeared is, in the post one day. But it appeared in the post, what, four, five weeks into the season? Yeah. That was people's season tickets card to get into the fucking stadium. Yeah. That's another issue. And then they were just like, oh, we'll send you tickets, we'll send you tickets. I think Dean Rude, his little lad, it's his first season having a season ticket. He didn't get his card until, I think, middle of November. Um, The thing thing is... I go watch non-league football and it's it's better organised than this. The thing is, as well, it's because they know, like, they've gone silent because they know that the people who are willing to pay for a stream and sit there and watch it at half 12 are the people who are still going to be there doing it week in, week out, no matter what you do to them. And that's the problem, right? There's no incentive for them to get better but it's getting few, the, there is it's getting fewer and fewer you look at yeah, the that's ticket sales we've gone from 20,000 when the club were alright we were pushing for promotion we were sort of under Dave Jones the early state parts of that state uh, time we've gone from 20,000 it's constantly since even since the rebrand Premier League aside we've not hit 20,000 season ticket sales for a long time I think this year it's about 12,000 
It could hit ten because we're we're getting into season, not season um, season ticket renewal territory, but we're a month or two out. In, th- in theory, they should be starting the the campaign now to get people on board because they're going to struggle next year. And when the club needs money, mm. at the very least, Ben, should there be refunds? Yeah. There's, there's no excuse not for it to be refunds. It was a cash grab that's gone horrifically wrong by the club, and it's just taken the piss. I think like if it was a one-off thing, people might be forgiven, but this is just constant, and the lack, of, yeah, like I said, just the lack of acknowledgement just shows how poorly this has been handled, how poorly the club's been handled at the moment. Do you agree, Tom? Yeah, if you pay to watch a game of football, you're not able to watch the game of football. You shouldn't be paying for it. That's three from three. We all agree. Refunds for everyone. Um, if you do want a refund, you can't get one. Um, moving on to the game itself, um, Ben and Tom. Does anyone want to tell me what happened? Because I didn't watch it. Perry and G shit out someone for a red card. I quite enjoyed that. I have seen that. I must admit, I have seen that. It was that the was ambient. quite enjoyable. Yeah, he um, put a naughty tackle in at one point as well. He was just... Yeah, it was the Perry and G show. It was no, good. Um, yeah, no, it... It's so horrible watching a game with no one there again. It's just it's, it's just, sterile, isn't it? We've said it before. Right? It's it, it just feels like uh, it just takes you back to early lockdown and stuff anyway. And it's just it's just not the same. Just hearing everything echo around that ground, and it's just like why would you want to pay to watch it? And we all do and things, but like it's just it's horrible to watch. Even if it's a good game of football, it doesn't feel the same. Like because it, it's just. A few people celebrating in a corner. It's uh it's depressing, man. I take back any criticism I had of Harry Wilson last season because there's no way you can reach levels about the fans anyway. But without him playing his, his amazing accent and just shit out in the whole game, that atmosphere was even flatter than normal. Yeah. And well, we all I... remember his what shouting at aid uh Kiefer Moore. Kiefer Red Cat. <laughs> That was one of the best. I mean, as what I've seen of the Blackburn game, I didn't watch it live. I refused to give him the 10 quid so I could watch 40 minutes of a losing match. It looked like we went from, you know, we dominated possession, what was it, 60-odd percent, passes over 450, which is ridiculous for a Cardiff City side. I think under McCarthy at some points we were hitting about 110 passes. So that's a fourfold increase. Um, we made a lot of chances. We just didn't put them away. Um, Did we know? We did. We seven chances created to their four, which is quite yeah, a, a big difference. I know. I go back to my favorite thing: the expected goals. So if we created a lot of chances, it was zero point six something. So one point six nine, and it's like we no, had six, the ball. Zero point six two. There we go. Like we got in areas. We didn't create anything. We we had the ball near this, the goal at times. Tom, like I don't know. I'm telling you. I didn't watch I it, but I'm telling you what I've seen, and that we didn't create anything, and that's why we had so much possession because Blackburn went well. We won it up. Have the ball. Because <laughs> we'd be doing nothing with it. And we thought we played all right second half. We looked relatively defensively solid. Their goal was... They had the lowest expected goals in the league, Blackburn, this week. It was like 0.16. 0.15, like there's a, yeah. yeah, it was like a, it was a good strike. And to be honest, yes, Flint was slow. He, you know, he, he stepped he off. off. He backed off. Nelson came flying out and didn't make it. So it's kind of bad defensively, but you still don't expect them to score from there most of the time. We were, I still think the midfield's at fault there. Again, it's a carbon copy of like what was, we've said how many times I was going to yeah. say to you there Ben like it seemed to be that the midfield was just taken out of play by one pass and yeah. it was so it Lenahan who scored he just had a free run on goal and Flint backed off yeah but this is the problem right if, if we hadn't well this is our eighth eighth loss in nine is it our home 
Um, Something like that. We, we don't we win won, at home, do we? We've won two at home all season. Yeah, and like, do you know what I mean? Like, if this was like an isolated result, you'd be like, look, we played all right in part. We're a bit unlucky here, but we're not creating chances. And we've seen this performance over and over again. And yeah, we can have possession football, but we're doing absolutely sweet FA with it. And it's it's a frustrating watch if you can finally get through. That's it, that's it, isn't it? We've spent a lot of time taking the piss up the jack, saying, oh, they, they've so many passes, so much possession. We've started doing that and we're doing the same thing and doing fuck all with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It was, I think, I think they, they were 70% possession for the weekend. We were 66, weren't we? Yeah, there's there's a lot of good things sort of Morrison's doing at the club and there's definite improvements. But now it's time to look at while the ball potential uh, possession and passes have gone up, the two key things that we were doing under McCarthy was not scoring enough goals and conceding shit goals. In what, what's he been in now? Four months? Yeah. He's been in four months and neither of those have improved. And that... It's not so, like it's not time to get on his back and sort of stuff, but that is a worry for me that nothing's changed in those two key areas. No clean sheets, still one all year. That's yeah. just that must be one of the worst records of all time. How it and that was that, that's months since we've kept a clean sheet. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I think we go back to the we go back to early November for when we won two games on the trot because um, we beat Huddersfield and Preston two games in a row, and then we lost to Hull, beat Luton. Lost to Sheffield United, drew at Birmingham, lost to Bournemouth, drew at West Brom, beat Preston in the Cup, lost to Blackburn. We're just there's no consistency, is there? No, there hasn't been. Well, there has been consistency in the fact that we've been doing the same shit this all is, yeah. season. But as far as results go, we've not put a string together all season. It's not a surprise. We are. We went oh, eight, nine. eight losses in a row, nine yeah, losses in a row under McCarthy. That was well, real fair. consistent. That was really consistent. <laughs> really consistent. Um. I mean, I, I, I'm at a loss about what else to say about the Black, the Blackburn game, boys, because obviously I didn't watch it. Um, ben, was there anything else that you'd care to mention? I know you're on call, Rob, on Saturday night, so you must have watched the game. Yeah, me and Nathan Blake agreed with everything. That was a strange... I've always, I've always said it. Two peas in a pod. Reach, <laughs> arms across the bow as the two podcasts come together. <laughs> they, they do a podcast? Yeah, have you not heard of it? It's called A Bit of Swaz. Dickhead. <laughs> I know the guy who does it. He's a mate. I'm just uh, podcast friend. Yeah. Go on, Ben. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Not really. It's just same as before, isn't it? Like we you didn't have same to as watch, it ever was. We didn't have to watch the game to know what happened. We conceded a shit goal, we didn't create enough, and we lost. Yeah, it's true. It's um you you could yeah, you don't you don't need to watch the games at the moment to know that it's, the things aren't changing that much. Kind of we're starting to get better with the possession, but this isn't really isn't translating into much, is it? Um obviously the Preston game is a bit of an outlier in the last few because obviously we won that game, but even that wasn't a great performance. Um and I you know, I, I understand there's there's teething problems and all that kind of stuff, but I just I, I had this conversation with a mate on on Saturday. Um I I, I'm, I'm starting to worry that we might sleepwalk into relegation this year. Um, and it's not because we're, we're, we're the worst of a bad bunch of teams. It's just there are so many bad teams around us. You know, Derby, Barnsley swap, swap places at the weekend. Derby are only two wins, really, from, from being on our tail. You know, they're, they're, currently, they're catching us at this rate. There's yeah, no doubt. They're nine they're... points behind us, but they're, they're, they're only, like you say, they're winning games. We're not. Like, I, I never could... thought Everton would be the reason we stay up. Literally, yeah. the only way at the moment, part of me is worried that the only way we can stay up is if they go in for Rooney. 
They won't. They're going for Bobby Martinez. I know. Just a um, shame. But it's just we're in a position where, as as much as we're we're four points clear of Peterborough, we we still have to play them. We have to play Reading again. It's 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 just going to boil down to these these crunch games, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, oh, definitely. You know, Peterborough were four behind us, but they've got a game in hand. And I've been guilty of, and like I've been guilty of it. We're going, oh, there's worse teams around us. That's the only reason we'll stay up this year. And I'm not thinking that anymore. I'm I'm really, really worried that we're going to drop as it currently stands. Because I just, I look at our fixture list and there's not one game where I'm confident going into it now. And I, I play, I said, oh, yeah, we beat Blackburn 2-0 last week, trying to be optimistic. But like, I, I just, I really fear for when we play Peterborough. Like, we scraped the draw away against them where we got very, very lucky. And that's when we were playing well. Yeah, I know. So, I, I'm, um, no, I'm getting seriously worried the longer the season goes on. And, you know, Bristol on the weekend, and like I'm sure we come on to it, I am absolutely bricking it. I, I just, I can't see us getting a positive result from it. And it's petrifying, really, because I think we will... It's mad. I, I keep going back to <laughs> this. Plucky eighth, like, plucky eighth, Tom. Well, plucky fifth, eighth. I said fifth this year. Nutter. Oh, Nutter. Look, like, like a, a right distant, idiot. distant memory. Distant memory. Um, I said. I said before the last Bristol game, Bristol looked like one of the worst sides I've ever seen. I can't see anything but them going down. Well, I mean, if we beat them, that that could be happening. But they're still far away from us. Before we get onto the Bristol game. Uh, if you've made it this far on the podcast, you deserve a reward. Um, we've mentioned it a few times in the last few weeks, but View from the Ninian has currently got a deal on with Manscaped. They are sponsoring the podcast um, in exchange for um, a discount code for our loyal listeners. Um, if you go to manscaped.com and use um, select the performance package 4.0, put that in your basket, you save 20% with the code VFTNinian. Ben, we've been trialing the Manscaped products. Um, you didn't use it on your beard. It's for your other areas, chest, arms. You're down below so if you want um, a ball bag as smooth as Robert Earnshaw's head. Manscaped can hook you up, can't they, Ben? They can, and it will smell fresh than Robert Earnshaw's head as well. That deodorant, Ben, is delightful. Mate, it's unbelievable, isn't it? It is yeah. just, I never thought, a little bit of a tingle. It's quite nice, nice and refreshing. But we look, we all know it's like hot day. Not it's been hot, yeah. hot, not it's been hot around here, but, you know. Um, you get that Looking bit, forward for the summer, Ben. You get a bit of Betty Swallocks. That deodorant just solves it, man. And the little toner as well to go with it. Oh, it's just, yeah. I've never been so happy with my testicles. Tom, you just got back from a weekend away where you said that you've been, you were handing the tonic and um, deodorant around. Did it get good reviews from your your friendly guests? Yeah, I can't believe I did that. I came down, I came because I went away for the weekend and I came down in my Manscaped t-shirt just to stir a bit of opinion from people. And yeah, I was passing it around and yeah, I went on an absolute store. It was lovely. Yeah. Grandparents were delighted. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want the freshest down belows and a nice um, smooth armpit as well, go to manscaped.com, select the performance package 4.0, use the code VFTNinian for 20% off. That's VFTNinian, 20% off, and your balls will thank you. Right, moving swiftly on from there to Rumour Town. Um, smooth, like my balls, that link was. Um, God, it's like I'm a professional, and then I ruin it by saying that. Um, Tom, every time, <laughs> we, yeah, every time. That's why I do it, Ben. Every time, Tom. It's been a bit of a uh, a funny couple of weeks with transfers, so a funny week, if you will, because we're only in the second week of January. Uh, the Tommy Doyle name never really went away. Uh, Wales Online were sure he wasn't signing. Sky kept pushing that he was signing, um, and it seems like he's about 24 hours away from signing. Tom, Man City youth player. Previously on loan at Hamburg with our friend Bobby Glatzel. Um, what do you make of it? 
It's an interesting one because he's gone out there and played what? Seven games. One I was goal. just saying, well, oh, right, there we go. I've undershot a bit. But there's, there's a reason that he's not getting in that team and it does worry me a little bit. I think, you know, a lot of British players struggle when they go out to Germany to adjust. Like we've seen it with, you know, Matondo when he went there, Ampadu when he went out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they don't really kind of break in straight away. So British signings don't really work as like a short-term loan deal. So hopefully we'll be more suited to him if he does come to us because we need some firepower in that midfield. I, I've seen it on, it seems to be a bit of a debate on Twitter. Is that what we need? And for me, yes. We, <laughs> we need, need anyone. <laughs> yes, please. Anyone. What have you got? Um, bring out your dead. But we'll take anyone. <laughs> but um, I think I think we need a bit more firepower like in the central areas. And I'm hoping he's the answer. Um. Ben, do you think it's a case of obviously we, we said he was he was out in, in Germany, played seven games, and I think they're twenty games into the league season. Um, feels like it's a case of him not getting the game time in Germany, so they brought him back, loaning him out to somewhere like us, where we're probably, as Tom says, crying out for game time. Um, what do you know about him? I, I, is he attacking midfield striker? Is he is he a bit of both? Is he is he just going to give us a creative edge we haven't got? Yeah, I think the idea is he's going to come in and be the creative sort of creative midfielder we've sort of been crying out for in the centre midfield. I don't think he's played, he's not an out-and-out number 10 from what I've seen, but sort of he's more of an attacking midfield than any of the options we've got at the moment, which to be honest is something we are desperately needing of because there's just no creativity in that midfield. Wintel's looked better since he, well, look what the game and a half he's played. He's not, he's not a number 10 though, is he? He's a, no, he's, he's, he's not. A classic he's, eight. Yeah, he's the same as Volks, Rawls and Pack. He's a classic eight, which is, so, so we need something different. So, while it, central midfield wasn't sort of like a like an attacking central midfielder wasn't top of my shopping list, it's definitely going to make a difference. And sort of it, it isn't a bad thing when we're not creating anything to score goals. We need to do something. So, yeah, why not? And England under 21 international, we've pulled a few of them in recently. Yeah, um, drummer and him, they'll be friends. Yeah. So, I, it's not, a, yeah, I can't complain at all. Any, anything to sort of change it up and make a difference. We need it. Uh, uh, on the flip side, Tom, um, with one coming in, somebody must leave. Uh, it's a bit like Big Brother in these parts. Um, the rumours doing the rounds at the moment, Big Aiden Flint off to Sunderland to hang out with his pal, the Slugly Johnson. Um, what do you think? Take the deal on this one. He's got six months left on his contract. Um, there's uh, rumours of a six-figure fee um, in the offing for for um, Aiden. They've got a bit of money up in Sunderland. Would you sell him? It's a tough one, really, just because... Well, we one clean sheet. He's not. He can't be doing that great a job. But then we can't afford to just start losing defenders either, you know. Um, but I, I do understand the kind of school of thought of, oh, yeah, let's get some money for him now. But we, we've we've got to bring someone else in then, in that area, because you know, a couple of injuries and we we're really struggling. We've said this already. Like we're we're where we are in the league without an injury crisis thus far. We've had niggles here and there, so. I, I do worry about offloading, especially a senior player like Aidan Flint. Yes, he's had his moments of madness, but, you know, I, he, he's an experienced head in a very inexperienced squad. Yeah. So I'd be very wary of just saying, I don't think it's as simple as, yeah, 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 take the money, because we've we've already said we, we lack a long-term plan at times of this club, and getting rid of someone like that, it's very short-sighted. It's also the, the the fact that we're getting rid of someone who's a goal threat. I think he's probably still our top scorer, one of our top Becky's scorers this second season. Second top scorer. Second top scorer this season. But also, Ben, we're in a position where this season he's made 24 appearance, 23 appearances. Sorry, So he's still playing in the majority of the games. And as much as we might not think that he's 
playing at his best. If you take someone out who's played the majority of your games and is playing over people like Sean Morrison, all of a sudden there's a hole there that you you have to fill and there's an adjustment period, isn't there? Yeah, I think if he's going to go out, we need to bring another central defender in. But every bit of it makes sense apart from on the pitch. Sort of financially, and like you look at it, it's just a case of for the club, you get a bit of a fee in for a player, you're going to lose in a free. You're freeing up, wages. freeing up a hefty wage as well. He's one of the higher earners of the club. Um, for him, he's going back to a manager that knows him, will play him every week, week in, week out. A club that, let's be honest, and I never thought I'd say this about Sunderland over the last 10 years, a club that's got more going for it at the moment than Cardiff. That's a depressing mm-hmm. thought, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's just, yeah, for me, if I'm Flint, I'm looking, thinking that's a nice little move. You'll probably get an 18-month deal. They've also got yeah. a bad defence under them. They're second, but they've still they've conceded thirty three goals, which is almost twice as many as third place Rotherham. Um, I, and I think Lee Johnson knows him. Um, I know Ben; he's your best friend, Lee Johnson. So, um, <laughs> little slug. Uh, he's quit the recruitment game, back in the football management game. Good for him. Good for him. He got to hit those targets somehow. The other rumor we haven't mentioned so far, Tom, is the keeper Moore rumor. Um, he was linked with God, I can't remember what team he was linked with. Uh, Bournemouth uh, a week ago. Burnley have now sold Chris Wood for a ridiculous fee of 25 million quid. Um, they got a bit of money flashing around, but the rumour hasn't materialised just yet. Do you think anything's going to happen with more now? There's, what, 13 days left of the transfer window? you think he's staying? Yeah, probably now. This might come back and bite me. But like, it, I think beginning of Flip the window, you think, you're thinking that he's going to go. Because he's not playing, he's not really a focal point to anyone. Like Then mm-hmm. people aren't noticing him. So that may work in our favour in that respect. Um, but I, I, I don't think someone will come in for him. You know, he's been in and out of the team so much with COVID and injuries and stuff like that. I, I don't think he comes across as a reliable option for someone like Burnley at the moment. Ben, he's your perfect, he's your perfect deadline day panic by any. That's true. See? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's the only way I can see him going now. Yeah, it screams Burnley got a list of targets. They don't get that. We know we can get in for a certain amount from Cardiff. We'll go in there. That's, that's my true. gut feeling, and that's what I think is going to happen, truth be told. Um, Burnley truly need bodies, right? They're bottom of the table, but they've got, I think, on by the end of this week, they could have five games in hand on Norwich in 18th. Um, they've got 11 points from 17. They're only three points behind Watford with two games in hand, soon to be three games in hand, I think. Um, they need bodies through the door, right? And I can see, I can see what you mean. They might spend this window trying to sign other players, but then last day of the window, chuck a seven million quid. We're probably going to sell it. Seven million quid deadline day, Cardiff will accept without a doubt. Yeah. I think it will be completely out of Morrison's hands. It'll be whether or not you get someone in, he's going for that. The club won't be able yeah. to afford to turn that down. Cool. And then we'll have no time to replace him, Tom. Yeah, that's just kind of like if he's going to go, yeah. go now, because. <laughs> We, we, we've got a plan. We, we're not going to have a plan, are we? We're we not going to have again. No, no. Comes back to it, doesn't it? I try we we, give the club We could have been told we're getting this money in 12 years' time. The club still wouldn't have properly prepared for it. It'd be a surprise. And they'll just spunk it on Cornelius new, again. New, new, new reward cards that no one knows what they're doing. Um, <laughs> moving on from Rumour Town, it's time for Twitter Town. I don't know why we're ge- geographical this week. Um, got some Twitter Twitter comments, questions, all the good stuff. Uh, Max Robertson, I think the problem is deeper than the striker. I think we lack someone who can pick up the ball and just drive at the fence and make them come out of position, like what happens to us every week. If we get that, I truly believe the strikers will start finding the net. 
That's true, isn't it, Ben? We do miss someone to drive the ball out of midfield. Obviously, we had it with Tomlin, who would do it semi-regularly. We've, we've lost all our wingers. We've lost all the pace from the outside. We've lost Harry Wilson. All of a sudden, our midfield is just too static. Yeah, I'm not... Get, I, the last thing I'd want to do is get any of the three forward players back at the moment because Josh it's Murphy. not easy sort of playing. I would not want to be a striker in this Cardiff City side. No. Uh-huh. Um, Ellis Hearn, I understand the positives are being taken out of the performance, but it's not a positive result, unfortunately, at this stage for us. We just need to win or at least get a clean sheet, in my opinion. Need to work more on getting the ball in the back of the net than aimlessly passing it around. Tom, do you think we'll get another clean sheet this season? Yeah. When we're already relegated and we're playing... When we draw nil-nil with Swansea. <laughs> yeah. It just, it, it, I just can't see it coming. It's like that Blackburn game, we kind of deserved a clean sheet and we didn't get one. And it's just, it just, I can't see it. Well, like we've said before, we've got a big group of games coming up over the next month or so. And if we haven't got a clean sheet out of those, I really, really do worry that we won't get one for the rest of the season. Good, good positivity. Uh, Dan Lowe, um, seriously need more deadly finishes within the squad. Scared that we may have to go to the season with Collins trying to be our main goal getter. Not good enough, far too slow and doesn't offer anything. Chris Ashman, you only saw the second half. Club should be fun match pass. K49745, yes, they showed just how much we had done for if more leaves. Collins, yes, he tries hard, but is nowhere near good enough for this level. Could be in Shits Creek without a paddle if more goes. Sean Collins, there are positives for sure, but so frustrating that we can't put the ball in the net. We're crying out for number 10, have rolls of winter with Colwell in front after the Bristol, especially at home. Need to be more effective in the final third. More back will help. Sam Hill, felt that we controlled large parts of that game against the top side, but lacked a moment of magic. X-factor of prime 1920 Tomlin to unlock the Blackburn defence. Feel like Morrison won our style of play is beginning to show and results will soon follow if backed with the right transfers. Jake, it was good to see us have a clear plan when we get the ball, when we were the better team. Feels like the sort of game you get something out of when you're not fighting relegation. Your best striker isn't out. James Roberts thought we played very well and didn't deserve to lose. However, I do have a real issue with five at the back. Feel it sucks any creativity and width out of the team. Hate to be a Debbie Downer as it was a good performance. Just think the system is costing us at the moment. <laughs> Debbie Downer. Oliver Reese, hearing names like Lyle Taylor and Johnson Clark Harris being mentioned as Kiefer replacements, but are the problems deeper than just our front line? Even with Kiefer in the team, we seem blunt and out of ideas. Something needs to change ASAP. Ben, would you welcome Lyle Taylor to the club? No. Absolute prick of a bloke. Don't want him anywhere near the club. Tom, would you welcome Johnson Clark Harris? Yeah, I'd welcome anyone at the moment. Right, you know, <laughs> all my morals are going out the window. Get him in. Um, I think like one of the ones touched on there is like the fact that we're lacking creativity, but Colwell's not really getting that much game getting time. Getting game, yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, what he's currently doing isn't working, but he doesn't feel like Colwell's the man to step in and have be that creative threat. So that is a bit worrying when we were, you know, absolutely crying out for him beginning of the season, saying he's going to be, you know, an absolute worldie for us. And it's not really working out for him at the moment. He's playing a blind day. He's not letting him play because he doesn't draw up interest in January. February onwards, Colwell's getting like Ballon d'Or nomination-esque form. <laughs> Love that. Uh, yeah, good good optimism. Um, Nick Jones, surely it's time to start the process of recruiting a striker on loan. Collins is a waste of a player and Kiefer sulking. Um, shouldn't have sent Zimba out. Ben Zimba, you know, I think he made his debut at Northampton. Came off the bench, hit the post with his first shot, had another good chance with his second. It feels a bit short-sighted to have let him out now that Moore's injured, right? It's what I no, I don't think it is. I think the Zimba thing is what you call Danny Ward syndrome. Players are always better when they don't play. Zimba's he, Zimba's got absolute potential and done absolute bags for twenty threes, and it's like there's a good player there that could come good for us in a few years, but. 
he's not ready for under, he's not ready for the championship football at the moment. He's just not there. That's on one forty-five minute performance, and I think my view on it is is that if we don't have if Colin starts and Moore's not on the bench, we simply don't have a striker option to bring on. We've got Waters. You've he's got fit, though, Mark Harris, who is a striker, even though he's playing out on the wing more at the moment. But I see it. Martin are, doesn't fancy him as a striker. No, but there are options if we need it that I think are probably better suited to championship football than a we'll see, 17, 18 year old that's sort of done the right thing in the 23s. I think the move to Northampton for him and us long term, whether it's in League One or wherever we are at the time, will be far more beneficial than sort of if we chucked him into the championship. And the other thing is, he's not the kind of striker that can create something and nothing. He's not. He's a young lad. He's going to need people around him putting the balls in the box, stuff for him to get on to. And so older than you may think. What's he, 20? Yeah. But he's still not going to be the player. He still doesn't seem to me uh, the sort of striker that can create something enough. And he's get he get he's he's very good at getting on the end of sort of balls being put into the box and stuff. And to be fair, yeah. it's nice that he can go to a team that win games. Yeah. But he can go out there, maybe, you know, score a few goals. Them. And I, I think, yeah, long term, I think it is a sensible... It's a good to um, sign in for Northampton, and I think it's good for us. Uh, this question is off topic. Uh, Daniel Morgan, would you rather sit on a dick and eat cake or sit on a cake and eat dick? <laughs> um, he didn't. I, I, I think I would probably go for the latter. Um, I'm guessing that the, the dick's made of chocolate or something. I don't know. There's, there's different ways to sit on a dick, isn't there? <laughs> It doesn't. He doesn't suggest. I just wanted any... to see who. I just wanted to see if you think about it a bit too much. Um, yeah, he doesn't suggest any form of like anything going into you. It's just just sat on a dick. It could there be. It could be lying down flat, and you're just sat on it. So I'll sit on a dick and eat a lovely red velvet cake. Thank you very much. I won't ask you to answer, Tom. Um, I just okay. wanted to, really just, just wanted to see if there would be an answer. <laughs> uh, Marky McGuinness, what attackers do you think we, we can bring in on loan? Tom, Tommy Doyle's coming in. So would you would you want to bring in another striker? Yeah. Do I think so. I oh, don't do this. He does every week, and you know I don't watch anyone else, unless they play for a Welsh club. I've no, just say no, uh, let's bring in Dom Telford to sign him from Newport because I know he goes <laughs> to a Welsh club. So what about James Waite? What about Paul Mullen? Yeah, all of them. Like I said, morals got out the window. Bring in anyone. No, I, don't, I just we, we've got to bring in someone, haven't we? Like, I, I, actually, no. I've changed my mind already. I don't think it is a striker. I think we've got enough in our squad that we've got attacking options. We need a creative threat to come from behind them. Uh, Diff MJ, just another nearly game, but with Winterland drama in there, it feels like another step closer to it clicking. Just players like Volks and Collins, and to an extent, the inconsistent Harris not really providing the forward thrust. Simon Hiscox, I can't see a way of our current form and relegation of genuine threat. Current form, boardroom silence, and stop-start attendance accidentally kicked off leave me increasingly apathetic seriously considered not renewing season ticket there i said it sorry don't apologize to us simon apologize to vincent tan you've made him cry gonzo mckenzie next six games are bristol away forest at home barnsley away peterborough home millwall away coventry at home blackpool home how many points do you think we need to take from them to try and pull clear of the bottom three i think we need at least 10 points out of that ben yeah that's sort of the figure it was in my head. Nine at least, so you need three wins from somewhere out of that bunch because see, it's not long to the end of the season now. We're well over halfway, and these are against teams. A lot of that's against teams that were around. So, yeah, so we've got to start picking a point somewhere. 
yeah, they, they'll be enough. That'll be enough points as long as those wins come against Peterborough and Barnsley and not the other games. Yeah. I think that's that's the key thing, isn't it? So out of those, we've got Bristol, you'd want to beat them. Forest, maybe not. Beat them already this season. Barnsley, you need to beat. P3 need to beat. Maybe Millwall and Coventry Blackpool. They're freebies, right? Yeah. That's hot. That's bad. That's what we've become, isn't it? It's so depressing. Miserable. Who is Blackpool? Good. How is Blackpool a freebie? No, so, what I'm saying is that... It, no, I, no, I know what you mean. Our, yeah, how, how have, how have we that? gone to yeah. that? How have we got to that stage where Blackpool is a freebie after like, that performance? It's what, it's what happens when you have a, a clear... Well. It's what happens when you have a clear kind of ethos and you bring in a manager who's like was it um Critchley he's he's come in and he's focused on the youth and he's got them playing in a really good way and I yes they stuttered at the start of this year but they've been on an incredible run like Gary Medine came back in and they even improved with Gary Medine in the starting lineup it's incredible um um uh, two last ones Ellison I understand the positives that being taken out performance but it's not a positive result oh, we've already read that one also how is Smithy's getting beaten so easy at his near post from a distance I believe the goalkeeper is to blame for the goal um, and Sam yeah. Hill to Brown. It's, 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 it's not a great, like, he knows he should have done better, but that should have been cut out of source well before. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, I agree. I agree. And uh, Sam Hill, last question or last comment. I believe Morrison with one, I will soon get us on the right track to pick up the results the right way. People saying we need results quick, but that's exactly what McCarthy did. And he got the contract, which was a mistake. Can't have it both ways. Get behind the boys through the rough and the smooth. Support the boys and make some noise. <laughs> Come on. And that's it for the tweets for the week. Twitter.com forward slash the FT Ninian. Get involved. We always ask for your opinions, even if we don't agree with them. Um, <laughs> I think they're all, all salient points, apart from the one about the cake. Um, ben, I'm coming to you first on this one. It's your favourite team on Saturday. Bristol City. I've written two bad teams playing in a bad state. I, I, I can't really criticise Bristol. It's a nice stadium. Two bad teams playing in a bad run of form. Are you excited or are you excited? I'm fucking dreading this. Are you dreading it? Come on, tell me. Tell me your deepest, darkest fears. I really... Like, it's no secret. Don't like Bristol City. I don't think anyone really does. don't like them. Bristol City fans like Bristol City. No. And <laughs> I feel like Cardiff City the much either at the moment. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just to go there it's a game that I always want us to win I know it sounds stupid but I don't know having worked in Bristol for so long dealt with a load of their fans it's one it feels more personal to me that I always want us to win against those twats just to give those boys some grief and yeah normally they're the shit show I don't like it being the other way around I really don't like it um I, I was surprised to see look at the table and see that they're I think about eight points clear of us. I think they're on 30 points this season. That shows how poor um, this needs to be in this season as well. Yeah, and I think their their recent results, they lost to Fulham 6-2. They haven't exactly been on a, a scintillating run of form, Tom. Um, despite all that, it is a derby. Do you worry, especially with a manager like Pearson? Pearson is, Pearson is so belligerent. He's so... I don't know, he just knows this division and seems quite wily. Are you nervous about this game to the point where you expect us to lose? I'm not nervous because of Pearson, because I think it's been an absolute shambles since he's been there. I think yeah, I'm nervous because of us. I think that's the thing now. I'm not nervous because of we're coming up against good opposition. It's just, I, I just don't see how we're going to create away from home. I think the only thing in our, I don't know, we've got in our pocket really is that we've got a loud fan base. And, you know, a West Brom. Yeah, exactly. A West Brom you know, it did kind of make a difference. Like, that was a good performance. Like, we haven't had many, but that was one of them. And hoping that, yeah, there's a, 
there's a bit of a toxic atmosphere in, in the home end and our away end are fully behind the boys because I think that's the only way we're going to pull through this game. Ben, are there any changes you'd make ahead of the game? Is there anyone you'd bring in to keep the same starting lineup? I mean, there's not many changes we can make, is there? And let's keep yeah, somehow is a miraculous recovery. Yeah, that's the only hope, isn't it? It's a case of is Kiefer fit, even on the bench. Well, he is fit. He is fit. He's, he's a very good-looking bloke, yeah. But if he's ready to play, get him on the even on the bench would make a difference. We just seem a bit more confident with him there than with Collins. Like, and like the questions before, sort of, you got a hard time. Um, I think he's done all right, to be honest. Like, there's not many, there's not a lot he much more he could have done in these games. He run his little, he run his ginger cock off. That's him. It's just who you talking about now? Yeah, I just don't, Collins. Collins. I, is he ginger? Strawberry blonde. I th- are you not thinking about the old not, James Collins? No, is he not ginger? I thought he was. For some reason, I just thought he's ginger. Shades off. I, I wouldn't yeah. call him. No, ginger. I think he's. I think he's quite. He's quite. Quite dark haired. If I'm because he played for Luton, yeah, he's quite dark. I take, I take that back. Yeah, yeah. Good head of hair on him. Good looking bloke, isn't he? He is good looking, but apparently he's a very nice bloke as well. If you watch the um, the um, I think it is was it the Ryan teammates. Giles is the Ryan, Ryan Giles, Giles said he's just like the, the re- a really nice bloke. Really nice. He seems like he give a really good friendly hug. Got big arms, isn't he? He's got yeah, big he's arms, big man. <laughs> yeah, quite tall. He'd take you in. You feel safe in those arms. It's quite a good looking side, and I'm just going for the app now. This is this is the case of how little I want to talk about the football. Like, all right, go on, rank your three most handsome Cardiff City players while you're here, Ben. I think Kiefer. Yeah, obviously that's a given. Yeah, Collins has got sort of a rugged handsomeness about him. And then who else? It's Shawnee Moss, isn't it? Shawnee Moss, Curtis Nelson's not bad. Smithies, I'm not sure about the goatee in his profile picture, but yeah. Mark Isaac McGinnis himself looks like, a, looks like he's seen a haunted picture somewhere. Flint, Tom, not bad looking. <laughs> Tom, you got anything to add here? No, I think you're covering it. Yeah, this is this is the <laughs> depth analysis people want, mate. Yeah, uh, I, was doing, can... I was doing some admin then. Sorry, carry on. What admin were you doing? I did some online banking while you were going through it. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> listeners. Um, I'm on holiday from Wednesday, so this is very much last day of the term vibes for me. I'm going to roll out a video in a minute for these boys. Just go disappear in the Saturday for half an hour. Um, go on then. Let's round it off here because our commitment levels are waning uh, right in front of their very eyes. Ben, are we beating Bristol or not? Yeah, I don't know why. It's an away game. It's a derby. And yeah, I can't say, I just can't admit we'd ever lose those wankers. So yeah. What's the score? Who's scoring a goal? They concede quite a few. They've conceded more than us now, which is quite nice. Thanks to Fulham. Okay. Yeah. I'm a little battered by Fulham, didn't they? Um, I'll go... F- oh yeah, by one. I'll go 3-2. And it'll be another cl- I think it'll be another classic. It's always a good trip. Ashton, Ashton Gate is always a good trip as well. So a- Aiden Flint hat-trick. Oh, that'd be oh, nice. Legend. Tom, give us your prediction. I think we'll win 4-1. I think, it's gonna, I, think it's, I think it's going to click. Even though I think you're going to kick off. You know, I, despite what I said earlier on about I worry about this and I can't see where our creative talent is going to come from, I'm going to say 4-1 somehow. Don't, yeah, no logic. Don't at me. Don't at him on Twitter. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember his Twitter name, so don't at him. Good. Um, well, I'm... I'm going to be asleep while the game's happening on Saturday because I'll be six hours behind in Austin. No commitment. Um, well, I might because no, I can't really. Cause it's Saturday. It's the 
um, I got plans that day. What, what time would I have to get up? 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Yeah. If I wake up, I'll pop it on. I'll pop it on. Um, I'm going to go 3 1 Cardiff, and I think the atmosphere is going to be fucking minging. It's going to be two poisonous football teams with poisonous fans going at each other because neither team are happy and it's going to be stinking in the ground. I think, I, I, I think the, yeah. the away following is pretty good. I think yeah. like as far as just, especially at Bristol, all they're going to be doing is just hammering every single oh, no, I, yeah, I, I don't. That's what I mean. I, I think like, I don't think it's going to be like, like hooligan. It's just like, we're going to wind their fans up and it's just going to be horrible in there. Oh yeah. That's, that's it's, a given that is. Yeah. It's going to be. Have they improved their home form? Because don't get like the start of the season, it was, on, it was coming like 12 months before they won a home game for a while, didn't it? I ain't got a clue, mate. Uh, I think they beat. Didn't they beat Millwall at home? In yeah, they, Jan- yeah, beat yeah, they Millwall came from behind a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they came from behind in that game as well. They um, were ahead, and then before that, they beat Derby one 0 at the end of, at the start of December. They seem to win about one home game a month at home. That's their record at the moment. Just more um, than us, then. more than us. Yeah, literally. I'm just going. I've gone back all the way back to September on the um, on the stat screen. September they didn't win at home. September they didn't win at home. August. They didn't win at home. No, they no, did. I think, I think like 20 odd games. Wasn't yeah, it? they weren't a ridiculous amount of games. Yeah. Almost half a season that I went at home. Beat us, though, didn't they? Bastards. I, but I think that was like their last home win. I think it was like January. They didn't win from January. No, that was on. away. I'm talking about this season. All right, sorry. Um, right, so that's three wins all round. Um, uh, another stellar podcast from the view from the Ninian boys. Um, ben, what are you going to do without me next week? I don't know. It's going to be weird, isn't it? I mean, who's going to write try and remember the login? Try and remember the login to the Zoom, to be honest, because yeah, exactly. podcast out. Yeah, who's going to write the agenda? Who's going to do the editing? I'm on a stag, dude. So this this could be interesting. Oh, Ben, it's all on your shoulders, mate. When one Ben disappears, the other Ben must step in. Tom, where's stag? Going to be a fucking disaster. <laughs> Baff. Bat. Well, that's an unorthodox place for stag, dude. Yeah. Looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> Right, that's another brilliant episode of The View from the Ninian in the can. If you like what we do, twitter.com forward slash VFT Ninian. If you want to pay for our fucking idiocy on this podcast, you can go to kofi.com forward slash VFT Ninian. We don't do this for any kind of money, and it's actually costing me more money to run it at the moment than it ever has done. So please, please, please give generously, because I'm broke. Um, I'll be in Miami for the next week or so. Actually, no, I'm in Texas. You can't just plead poverty then go, oh yeah, I'm fucking up in Miami. Some bad luck. It's a joke, man. I am going to be in Texas at Miami, though. Um, and I'll see you when you return. When I return, in fact, Ben. When I return. Ben, don't miss me too much. Time. Thanks. And Tom, enjoy the stag, too. Thank you, mate. Right. Nearly half time, pal. Your turn to get a ground round in. Off you go. No, you get this one in, mate, because I've got the beer sorted for later. What do you mean you've got the beer sorted for later? I got the last one. You know that's not how the ground round works. Listen here, bud. How does the offer of free beer sound? What do you mean free beer? No such thing, mate. Just go and get them in, man. Serious now. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN and cover just £5.95 for the postage and you'll get your first case of eight globally sourced, fresh as can be craft beers delivered right to your doorstep. What I mean is I've already got hours waiting for us after this and we'll need them after watching this shambles. What's the catch here now? Who are these people? Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, they send a case of craft beer from a different part of the world. Recent cases have included beer from the Alps, New Zealand, the USA, Ireland, Korea, and Germany. Bloody hell, that's not bad, is it? Yep, and if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time you like. 
Cracking. So how do I get it again? All you need to do is go to www.beer52, that's the numbers 52.com forward slash the FTN to get your first case of eight beers for just five ninety five. That's www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN. Sound? Pie with a pint then? You know I never say no to a pie.